0: Thanks for choosing to spend time in the studio with Michael Card. What you're about to hear in this podcast was recorded several years ago in Franklin, Tennessee. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed since this was first broadcast, the messages discussed in these conversations still ring true. Check out what's new with Michael's ministry when you visit michaelcard.com, or connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. And let us know your reaction to what you've discovered from this classic edition in the studio. This is In the Studio with Michael Card, coming to you from Franklin, Tennessee. And as soon as Michael has his headsets plugged in, we'll be ready to go here this week. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. (laughs) Just right there on time, Michael. (laughs) All right. Good. Hey, uh, we're going to have Steve Green in the studio here with us in the second half of the program. Wonderful brother. Wonderful brother. And a neighbor Uh, of yours. Yes, that's uh, right. And Steve will come and we'll we'll do Christmas carols Mm -hmm. here in the studio with Steve Green later today. But in the first half of the program, I know you're always excited when we have people like Dr. Bruce Walkie on. Oh.
1: Oh, absolutely i mean my one of my goals in life was to get to study uh with bruce and uh, that never happened that's been a big regret to me but dr mm-hmm. lane was always saying all oh, if you want to study old testament so he's the old testament version of me
0: so we'll, we'll have a few minutes to study with yeah. him here in the studio today yeah. as he comes as our guest in just a moment but let's open the program with you singing a song here in the studio michael this is called in the beginning michael card to begin this week's program
2: new moments saying My child, begin again My child, begin again And this very moment is filled with His power that we might start anew To break us away from the past and the future He does what He must do so the alpha brings to us this moment to commence to live in the freedom of total forgiveness with reckless confidence with reckless confidence the beginning will make all things new new life belongs to him he had to each new moment saying my child My child, begin again You're free to start again
0: Michael, thank you for that song in the beginning. Of course,
1: the first three words of the book of Genesis, right. the first book of the Bible. Right, Bereshit, the title of the book in Hebrew. Hmm. And it was a Carl Barth who said it's 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 more important to learn how to begin again, hmm. and uh, and only God gives us the grace to do that to hmm. begin again. Well, while we're in Genesis, let's bring in our guest hmm. here on the line with us Dr. Bruce Walkey.
0: Uh, Bruce, thank you for joining us today.
3: My pleasure. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me, it's and honor to be with you guys.
1: Thanks. Uh we we're, we're, uh, we're looking at a passage in Genesis and and you were the person that we thought could uh could shine the light that we need on this, this idea of the promise of the Messiah in in Genesis 3, the one who crushes the head of the serpent. Yeah. Well, I'll read the verse, and then Dr. Walkie can comment.
0: This is from the New Living Translation. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies, and your offspring and her offspring will be enemies. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel.
3: The, the Hebrew literally says that God is going to put enmity into her, hmm. into their relationship. And so, therefore, it is sovereign grace that steps in here, that she had aligned her affections with the enemy. In other words, she had uh, walked into his trap Hmm. of uh, seeking uh, food apart from God, seeking wisdom on her own terms, her own autonomy. And uh, so, therefore, she had aligned herself in her affections and thinking with the serpent
1: so she chose is, to believe the serpent rather than than to believe god
3: that 's right mm-hmm. because he tempted her with forbidden fruit. The mm-hmm. forbidden fruit is an illicit reach for autonomy mm. in other words, I will decide what 's right, I will decide what 's wrong, I will not live in uh, humility and brokenness before the command of god. Mm. And so he calls into question that God is good, Hmm. and he calls into question that God's Word is true. And she accepts that doubt
4: Hmm. and enters
3: into his realm of unbelief. And therefore, when she saw it was good for food, that it had practical value, and it could make her wise independently from God, and she could decide, see, good and evil is to decide what advances life, that's good, and what hinders life, that's bad. And so she sets up her own realm of ethics. This is the forbidden fruit. Mm. It's what the whole world is engaging in. The whole debate today is what's good, what's bad.
4: Mm.
3: And people want to do that on their own terms, not in dependence upon a revelation from God. Mm-hmm. It is utterly irrational, because we just don't have enough knowledge to make these kind of decisions. We come before an ocean of knowledge with a little thimble of knowledge, and so this is badness to attempt it. But anyway, she was aligned with him, and now, apart from God's grace, uh, what would make her begin again? And what makes her begin again is God said, I'm going to put this enmity in your heart. So it all falls back upon his grace that would change her affections Mm -hmm. and would become the enemy of the serpent.
1: So is that a curse that is really a blessing?
3: Oh, this is the blessing. It's a curse on the serpent Mm -hmm. that he's going to be defeated through this weak human being Mm. of the woman and her seed. And so part of it, so I think that's the first thing that might be of use to our discussion, is that we fall totally back upon God's grace for our new beginning, mm. to give us this enmity and new affections. Who can, who can give new birth? Who can change our direction? Mm-hmm. And it's only God can do that for us. And so we look to Him and for His grace. And God to be merciful to us as sinners. Then I think the other thing that might be useful is to ask ourselves what is the locus of revelation. Where, where, how do you, where do you interpret this verse? Uh, in what context? Mm-hmm. If, for example, in the garden, she's going to have an offspring mm-hmm. uh, that's going to have her affections. I mean we're dealing here in the spiritual realm because the seed of the serpent is also going to be a human who identifies with the serpent's affections hmm. and world view. And so we're talking here I mean obviously we're not talking about little snakes. After all the serpent <laughs> was a very fast talking snake. <laughs> And it could, and it outwitted the human being. So we're dealing not here with uh, simply uh, snakes and little snakes. We're dealing with spiritual realities becoming incarnate. And so therefore, uh, we're in a spiritual battle between two spirits. So is the seed the of... of the woman and the spirit of the serpent.
1: So is the seed of the serpent uh, a person as well?
3: Oh, or persons? I, I be, oh yeah, I believe so. mm mm-hmm. Yes, it's the, it's the kind of person who identifies with the serpent, who doubts God is good, cannot affirm mm. God is good. And there are many people who can't affirm that. Mm. They cannot affirm that God's word is true. And if you affirm that, you're born again. It's a proof mm. of your being born again, says John. Mm. Because the natural man does not welcome the things of God. So I think that the serpent, as, as I mean, this, well, Trying to develop is who is the seed of the woman? Who is the seed of the serpent? Mm-hmm. And I think at first we don't, it's really vague. In the garden itself, it'd be very vague. Mm-hmm. But I believe Eve thought it was going to be Cain,
4: hmm.
3: would be her seed, mm-hmm. who would be the victor. But it turned out quite quickly that it wasn't
1: Cain. Wow. I've never seen this in the light of what happened later with Cain and Abel.
3: Yeah, but that's oh. part of this whole account. See, the the first mm. told is from Genesis two through four, mm-hmm. and therefore we immediately have the division between Cain and Abel, and then and he is Abel is bruised. I mean, he's put to death, mm-hmm. and if that's the end of the story for Abel, then God is not good. Justice did not triumph. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he if the if the if the murderer lives out a normal lifespan, Mm -hmm. and the righteous dies prematurely, and that's it. Well, the -hmm. Bible would deconstruct itself in the very first story. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So then you ask yourself, all right, so in the first toledo, the seed is going to be Seth, and we have the lineage of Seth. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're finished with Genesis, and as it moves on, it becomes clear it's Abraham is that seed, and his, his offspring... Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel is that seed. And as you trace it through, then at the end, we know it's Judah, mm-hmm. who's going to be the king. So now that's the seed. But I don't stop there, none of us do. So if we went through the Old Testament, the seed would be David and his house, who mm-hmm. is going to rule. And that's going to bring us down, ultimately, to Jesus. And, but it's not just Jesus. It is the Church in Christ, because Romans 16.20 says, "...the God of peace shall shortly bruise the serpent under your heel." Hmm. And that's through the Church. So the seed of the woman is um, the Church in Christ. Wow. And we're the seed. And we fill up his sufferings. And it is necessary through suffering that we enter into the kingdom of God. Hmm. And it's part of this whole battle that God will conquer through weakness, hmm. not through human power. He conquers through a cor- cross, not through human strength. And,
1: and, that's, so, and that's still reflected in the, in the serpents crushing or, or bruising the heel,
3: Yes, I mean, it's the, the same word is being used there for both. Mm-hmm. Because in the economy of God, built into the economy is, or the design of salvation, is brokenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the saint being martyred? Mm-hmm. Is the saint suffering? And I think the re I mean, th- there's a mystery about all this, but it seems to me that if God rewarded my virtue immediately... Mm-hmm. and no gap between my virtue and its rewards, I would fall into what philosophers call eudaimonism. I would use God. I would do good to get good. Mm-hmm. And I'd become totally selfish, and God would be nothing more than a genie in a bottle to mm-hmm. meet all of my needs.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that would destroy me. I would confound pleasure with morality. Mm-hmm. And that would destroy me. So I think what God does is that by gapping, and not only gapping the the virtue and its reward, but as Paul says, we glory in suffering. That by that suffering, we learn to depend upon God. It redeems us. Mm-hmm. It builds into us character. Mm-hmm. And so it's very necessary that I heal his bruise in the process of the conquest. Mm-hmm. So that's some thoughts mm-hmm. that uh, I find meaningful for my life,
4: mm.
3: well, that, understanding who I am on this stage of, uh, of of life.
1: Well, that really was the issue of the book of Job.
3: Well, uh, it, well yes, the issue of the book of Job is, why do we suffer? Mm-hmm. But the, that book doesn't answer it.
1: But but the point of view of his friends was if you do good you get blessing. It's, oh yes, and 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 then yes. Job clearly that equation isn't working in his life.
3: Oh no, no, that's right. And that there the equation comes with God answers it yeah. differently there. Yeah. That God simply answers it. You have sufficient reason to trust. In other words, I think like the hurricanes in Florida now, mm-hmm. uh, and there people ask you know where's God? Why all this? And if the whole world were in a hurricane and only Florida was without a hurricane, I'd be troubled. Mm. But the hurricane is bounded. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting enough in the book of Job, God speaks from the midst of the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the middle of this. Wow. <laughs> this is not an accident. Wow. That's where he speaks to say, You've got sufficient reason to trust because I bounded the hurricane by the good weather where the crops can flourish. Mm-hmm. So that that's a little different spin, I think, on uh, mm-hmm. suffering.
0: Dr. Walke, this is very helpful. And by the way, Bruce Walke is our guest here. If you joined us late, we're in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. We normally read this verse, well, rather superficially. We just see the evidence for the Messiah there, and we leave it at that. But we're going much deeper here, Dr. Walke.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that when you put it as a theme... Uh, see, when you, when you work in a theme, in biblical theology you work through a theme, so a very important motif or theme is seed. Mm. And the meaning of that imagery is found in Genesis chapter 1, where you have each of the plants having seed reproducing after its kind. So that's the image of seed, that mm. it reproduces after its kind. And so what we have here is the woman who has now enmity against the serpent reproduces seed, offspring, after her kind. Mm. And the serpent who brought her under his rule originally, he produces seed after his kind, which is the eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, independently from God. Mm -hmm. And so we have this battle between the worldview of the Christian, that we can trust God, hmm. that his word is trustworthy, we live our lives childlike, not childishly, but childlike, dependent upon him, and we enter into the kingdom of God. But the world, in its pride, dismisses God, assumes its own autonomy, will decide right and wrong, And so the division here, I mean, at this point, uh, Eve didn't hurt anybody. I mean, it's not an issue of whether we do damage. The issue is, do we retain fidelity to God, Mm. the triune God? That's the issue of life. And the mass of humanity is trying to do good apart from God. And so they actually, unwittingly, are the seed of the serpent. Mm-hmm. So by God's grace, we, we are different people, and see, and because we're in Christ, we are also Abraham's seed. I mm-hmm. mean, that's Galatians 3.29. If you have been baptized into Christ, then you are the seed of Abraham.
1: So can we hope that we'll reproduce seed uh, of our kind? I mean, can we hope for the yeah. positive as well?
3: I think that's right. I think that's very useful. Thank you. I think that's very useful, but it has to be yes, I think I think it has to be human and I think well we could get into something else here when you get into Second Timothy two. I think Paul is exegeting Genesis two and three where he has the statement about that the woman is not to usurp authority, you know, mm-hmm. that whole debated passage. Mm-hmm. And but then what he does is he argues on the basis of Genesis 2 and 3, and his argument is that the man was first formed, and then the woman. That's Genesis two eighteen through 25. That the woman was the first one in the deception. That's Genesis 3, 1 through 14. But she shall be saved from any loss of leadership, is the context. Mm-hmm by the seed, hmm. if they, in the Greek mnusen, it's polarize, shift is from seed, singular, if they continue in the faith. So in other words, the mother who bears the seed, and the children continue in the faith, mm-hmm. then she becomes the hand that rocks the cradle, rules the world. Hmm. I mean, that's how it works out in physical things as well. And of course, today, the Church reproduces spiritually by the Spirit, whereas in the Old Testament it was more the physical offspring of Abraham. Today, it is those who share his faith, and it's much more universally. So the seed today is uh, uh, trans- transcends
0: the physical. Mm-hmm. This is so helpful. Here at the uh, at Advent time, of course, we're looking and thinking of the Messiah and the Incarnation, yes. but to take it back to the very beginning of the introduction of God's plan yes. is really a remarkable way to enter into this Advent season, Dr. Walke. So yeah. thank you for doing that for us. I, yeah. uh, as Michael said, he had hoped to have much more time to study with you, and we can only have a few minutes here on the radio together but uh we do thank you for this time today michael
3: well my pleasure to share It's that's great that we're part of that advent in him mm. that makes me so thankful in the lord to know what a great salvation we all have well
1: oh, oh thank you dr waltke um, right on. And, and we pray for you that this would be a good uh, a good advent where you would just be unusually aware of his presence that uh, he would empower you uh, even more in, in your ministry of opening God's Word uh, to us. So thank you for spending some time with us.
3: Thank you for so allowing me part yeah. of your great ministry. God bless.
0: Michael, I know you remember a couple of weeks ago, we've talked with our Chinese friend Barnabas mm-hmm. about the lights of Christmas.
1: Yeah, and he helped us to uh, realize that those little green uh, strings of light uh, with the little tiny bulbs that have the gold tag in in China or China made on in them China yeah. are uh, actually assembled in prison, uh, uh, largely by Christians hmm. and by pastors. And uh, and that gives a whole new meaning. It sure does. Yeah. Not only that, but the fact that they don't ask us to
0: boycott those lights. Yeah. They ask us to use them and think of them and pray for them yeah. as we're using those Christmas yeah,
1: lights. Yeah, and, and don't ask that the persecution stop, mm-hmm. which is a really just hard amazing. thing to, to understand. It's ask, amazing. ask that we'll be given the grace to stand. Uh, But the persecution is what causes the church to grow.
0: Well, there is much more information about this Lights of Christmas project on our website, and I
1: really encourage our listeners to find out all you can about this. Yeah, you can participate through WorldServe in a ministry that gives support to the families of the pastors who are in prison, which I think is a, a very creative um, mm-hmm. uh, line of ministry. Speaking of
0: creative, I feel like it's been a privilege to sit here the last couple of days and mm-hmm. watch you create a song oh. <laughs> about this uh, lights of Christmas.
1: Yeah, in between takes and when we have lunch breaks and stuff, I've been huddled up. You've in been the working order. hard on this. Song. I have been. I have been. But it, uh, and it was a it was a, a fairly difficult assignment. Here, write mm-hmm. a Christmas song about the lights of Christmas that's really also about prison and pastors uh, suffering. And uh, this is the best I could come up with. This is The Lights
0: of Christmas.
2: In innocence we decorate And light our Christmas tree has shone his light on all who have believed Unaware the tiny brightness of each glowing strand proclaims A parable in purpose of the mystery of the pain So let the lights of Christmas shine So much brighter than before and let everyone remind us, let each one be a door That opens up a world of prayer, a beacon from above That over all their suffering shines an eternity of love in pleading voices join the madness of the prayer not to ask that suffering end but that they be faithful there the power of such helplessness foolish wisdom of such hearts that will always leave us longing for better answers than there are of darkness so dazzling dim and bright from the shadows of a thousand cells a thousand points of light in prison for believing in chains for what they say our suffering brothers die not once but a little every So let the lights of Christmas shine so much brighter than before. And let everyone remind us, and let each one be a door that opens up a world of prayer, a beacon from above. That over all their suffering shines an eternity of love that over all their suffering shines an eternity of love. In innocence we decorate and light our
0: Lights of Christmas, giving us all a new perspective on what this season really means. This has been an amazing time together, and it's only the first half of our program in the studio with Michael Card. I'd like to remind you to please take a moment and get in touch with us at at Michaelcard.com. We welcome your comments, prayer needs, Bible questions, and even your song requests. Pass those on to us at at Michaelcard.com. If you'd like to learn more about the Lights of Christmas project, then look for the link to WorldServe on the michaelcard.com webpage. We consider it part of our mission To encourage the community of faith around the world And the lights of Christmas is a great way to do just that You'll find the details about this outreach As well as information about Michael's teaching and music ministry At www.michaelcard.com Well after these messages Steve Green will stop by the Mole End studio He'll be a rich time in the Word And there's a lot of music in store as well Here on the Moody Broadcasting Network Don't miss next week's edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. The hour will be our gift to you as a way to refocus during the holiday season. Join us on location for A New Hope Born, a Christmas concert featuring some of Michael's well-known songs that spotlight the people and themes found in the coming of Christ. There's many Christmas favorites in store, and along the way we'll be reminded of the great truths behind the coming of a baby in Bethlehem. Find our post online at michaelcard.com. And we are back in the studio with Michael Card and a special guest who's joined us now. Yeah, lately. a
1: good friend, Steve Green.
5: <laughs> Great to be with you, guys. Hello, my brother. Hey.
1: Probably the guest who lives closest to the studio. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I,
5: I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Steve actually is supposed to be somewhere else practicing right now, and he's he's. Uh, He's here with us instead. He's, he's so spending he's, time with
0: us. This is more fun. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> Steve,
1: it's always great to see you. I'm still thinking of
0: that song that Michael sang a few minutes ago about the lights oh, of Christmas. Oh, my
5: goodness. Yeah, what a, what a perspective on Christmas that mm. no one's thinking about. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that's
1: what we want to talk about is Christmas and kind of get your perspective and uh, how you experience it and how your family I mean where do you go? I mean obviously you're you're singing uh, carols and hymns during Christmas for people but uh... right
5: well we do a Christmas tour mm-hmm. so it's full of Christmas music but mm-hmm. uh and it's and it's wonderful but uh I but guess the, the best part too. is coming home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's coming home and and uh, of course this year's a little different with a married daughter who's <laughs> not coming home. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit different mm-hmm. but uh to...
0: You're in those in-between years like we are, and someday she'll not only come home, but she'll bring all the grandkids, too, Steve. You've
5: got to take the long view plus, on that. That's although I'm, the thought of being a grandfather just frightens <laughs> okay, me. Okay, we won't go there. Oh, you'll, you'll be a rocking grandfather. I, I just
0: don't think of myself as that right now. <laughs> Join the club. Well, Steve, we want you to sing for us here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Christmas, so we've got to do some Christmas carols. But mm-hmm. S- Steve brings a pretty unique uh, flavor to some of the Christmas songs. Right. Michael. A lot of
1: people don't know that Steve grew up overseas on the mission field and mm-hmm. that he sings in Spanish. And, uh, and I didn't know this until just now. But also, I knew he played guitar, but I didn't know he played uh, flute, this wooden flute. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I'm, didn't know I'm, it either. I'm wowed. <laughs> I'm wowed by this.
5: Well, this was an old uh, Christmas carol that I grew up Singing hmm. in Argentina.
0: Hmm. So. Now, okay, I could explain what's going on here. Uh, Barney Robertson has come to the studio as That's well right. today to accompany you on the piano. That's right. But we've cheated just a little bit. Normally, we, you know, this is a, a radio program performed live in the studio, but right. we've cheated just a little bit, and we're allowing some overdubbing here. Well, because here.
5: I couldn't sing and play the little whistle at the, at the same, same time. You can't so, talk out of
0: both sides of your mouth?
5: <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not.
0: So we have, uh, we recorded this just a few moments ago, right, actually, yeah, right. and then overdubbed you doing the, uh, So the it's little, fresh. Okay. It,
5: and... Special it, guest vocal by Michael Carr. And
1: yeah. it's real, though. This is all real. This is Steve playing. It's not like we're faking it. You anything. convinced
0: me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's listen to it. It's called Come and Worship Jesus. In Spanish,
1: yeah. it is
5: Adorar al Niño.
0: Well said. Steve Green in the studio. <laughs>
6: Pastores a sus ovejitas velan, ángeles del cielo alaban, ángeles del cielo cantan, pastorcitos, pastorcitos, adorad al niño. From
0: Steve Green, along
5: with... Michael Card. Michael Card, yeah. Spanish... That's fun. Yeah, it was great.
0: <laughs> now, you were overwhelmed with the uh, the rhythm that Steve was playing that guitar. Oh, I,
1: I, I was. That was just, it was all so authentic, and then, I, duh, he grew up, you know, hearing those rhythms. So, yeah, uh, yeah so authentic in the flute part. Steve, you, wow. you go to
0: South America, Central America, from time to time. California. Yeah. <laughs> all these yeah, Spanish-speaking
5: sure. countries. Yeah, yeah we're going to be in, Lord willing, Mexico, uh, Chile, and Colombia.
0: Wow. You and I were in Cuba recently, mm-hmm. trying to pick up a few Spanish words. It'd be fun to go with Steve it to would. some of these places. Well, we sometime. tried
5: to make that
1: happen, but we couldn't get it all organized. But you're yeah. going back. You're going to Cuba too. Yeah,
5: we just received an invitation yeah. after you were there. Yeah. I guess yeah. you paved the way and opened oh, the door. I was, just, I was tooting your horn all over. My personal friend Steve Green, he'd love to come, yeah, and sure. he speaks Spanish. Yeah. yeah.
0: We're gonna hear some more of these Christmas carols in the studio today with Steve and uh, Barney accompanying him. But uh, let's talk about Christmas and. You started to talk about uh, what Christmas is like for your home and family. The fact that you have that Christmas tour kind of gets
5: in the way. but Yeah, but it's great. Um, you know, my, of course, all my early years were in South America, and seasons are reversed, and so mm. it's the middle of summer, hmm. hottest day of the year. Hmm. And how they celebrate it is, is a bit different also. People don't open their gifts on Christmas. They open them on the Day of the Kings, January. Ah. I think it's January 6th, and, um, you know, no evergreen trees, there's no such thing as an evergreen tree, and (laughs) so uh, we found some little tinsel white tree to put up, Mm. but just interesting to see the different customs, but still, among believers, the same focus, the worshiping Mm. of of Jesus. Mm.
1: Michael, how about you and Susan? well when i hear steve talking about the, that part of christmas there's there's this whole other layer i mean there are there are the hymns and every now and then you know in the in the midst of a carol you'll sort of get to that mm-hmm. deeper layer and uh i've never really resonated with the the decoration that's mm-hmm. you know that's good mm-hmm. for some people that's not good for me but there's a whole other le- layer of just simply realizing that He's come, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you'll you know in the middle of the Messiah or right. you know in the middle yeah. of uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, you'll just it'll dawn on me mm-hmm. that He
5: really yeah. is here exactly. He really, and and yeah. I love uh, I guess one of my favorite things is the worship services around Christmas season, mm. where um, there is such a um, focused and um, you know, purposeful attention set on yeah. on Christ mm-hmm. and His coming, and then the singing uh, of, of of carols. And as you said, yeah. Michael, um, in the middle of that, uh, to 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 hear those words again, and once again with a fresh realization, uh, wake up to the fact that apart from Jesus, there'd be nothing—no life, no hope, yeah. no forgiveness, no heaven.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Part of our purpose here today is to try to wake not only us up, but listeners as well about mm. the truth of the Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned come the long expected Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve, are you willing to sing that for us here with Barney?
5: I love that song. Of course, the melody has been used for, for other texts as well, our great Savior. But particularly, I think the Christmas text is, mm-hmm. is, is perfect.
0: Yeah, let's enter into the, the real heart and the theme of this song as Steve sings it for us here in the studio.
1: how long expected jesus um long expected jesus but there was so much about him that was unexpected mm. they're looking for a king i mean the wise men where do they go they go to a palace that's where you're going to find a king yeah. but that's not how uh he chose to come he came he was born in poverty mm-hmm. poor parents yeah. who have to offer a turtle dove because that's mm-hmm. the offering for the poor yeah. and um and he still comes to us in unexpected uh ways
5: yeah one of my favorite verses i'd I mean, Paul was talking about um, the necessary generosity of the church, but the verse, I think, is a great Christmas verse as well. It's it's 2 Corinthians 8-9, and this is from the NLT. It says, You know how full of love and kindness our Lord Jesus Christ was, though he was very rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about... You know, when when royalty travel around. I mean, we've seen entourages. And I read somewhere where uh, Queen Elizabeth II came to visit the States years ago. And and it easily was a $20 million trip with, with, oh my goodness, valets and...
0: Sounds like one of Michael's tours. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't know about that.
5: (laughs) But, you know, Jesus came in poverty and and also came for the poor. The poor, yes. You know, we work our whole lives to be self-sufficient and mm. to be not needy. Mm. And yet, um, you know, by his grace, he continues through our life to undo us mm. till we recognize our, our poverty. Mm-hmm. But the hope is he came for the poor, he came for the sick, he came for uh, those who know that they need help. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I heard you read that, Steve. I was thinking about what we talked about recently, Philippians 2, where he emptied himself,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's what he did. Yeah, humbled himself again. At there twice Became in that little. Became obedient even to the point of the mm-hmm. cross. Yeah, and I think you, you, if you don't get this, you don't get Jesus. Yeah, uh, and like you know what you said, he, he the first thing is he says he, he comes to preach good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. So and and that's just not all you know people who are financially impoverished. It's all no, the no. people like you said who recognize how needy we are. Yeah. We're all of us poor, and, and that, that's in Revelation. You don't know. You think you're rich, mm-hmm. but you're really you're poor and you're wretched. And one of the worst things we can say to God is, I don't need you.
5: And you're part of Empty Hands Fellowship, mm-hmm. Michael, and the name comes from one of the verses in Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, mm-hmm. come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. And that's really the poverty of spirit mm-hmm. that God is looking for. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a, in a country with... Much affluence. Um, And yet, uh, I think the poverty of spirit is defined by those who recognize that they have nothing to offer God for the basis of their salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather, uh, they collapse at the cross and look to Jesus alone for righteousness. Mm for salvation, for forgiveness, for, for everything.
1: And that's the provision we celebrate at Christmas. That, I think that's what I was talking about before, the deeper right. awareness beyond, yeah, shepherds and wise men and, and uh, that, that layer of Christmas. The deeper layer is this impoverished baby who's wrapped in rags. That's mm-hmm. what swaddling clothes are. He's wrapped in rags because apparently Mary doesn't have anything else to wrap him up. He's sleeping in a stable. Right and uh... and that's the king of the universe mm-hmm. and uh... but it always interests me the wise men when they do finally find him in this unexpected place there just seems to be something so right that they they go ahead and give him his gifts and they fall down and they worship him mm-hmm. they recognize uh, that this 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 person who's going to meet all their needs is this mm-hmm. little impoverished baby and i think that's what i'm always fighting to get to in mm-hmm. the middle of christmas and like you after you've done you know christmas concerts and sort of tried to help other people get there i come back home and i just try to get Mm -hmm. get back to the the poverty part
5: and you're right the simplicity of spirit so that i don't miss it as well i mean when the announcement came it was to shepherds Mm. i mean the lowest of the low i remember sitting at an event a gala event it was actually um a Pavarotti concert event wow. and mm-hmm. the tickets were a thousand dollars a seat and someone had offered me tickets and wow. afterwards you know we're having dinner with Pavarotti and there's symphony people playing and I mean as we're talking you know high highfalutin yeah, stuff Yeah, and I uh, started talking to the lady next to me um, just she had opened up the conversation about spiritual things and so I started talking to her about Jesus and mm-hmm. she was making you know pretty typical statements that there are many ways to heaven um, hmm. You know, that all good people sure, sure. go to heaven, mm-hmm. all of yeah. that. And I started talking about the uniqueness of Jesus. And, um, you know, she turned away. Hmm. I mean, the the conversation ended. Hmm. And um, somewhere in there I was talking about uh, that he came for the poor. Yeah. And, you know, I'm surrounded by some pretty rich people in Absolute, this room. yeah. And that's still the tragedy that... Um, many who will sing these carols and hang the wreaths and put the presents and send the cards um, might miss the simplicity of the Savior who came for the poor
1: well that's the rich young ruler I mean he comes what must I do he mean he's Mm -hmm. sort of the lady that you're sitting next to and he walks away and Jesus says it's really hard Mm -hmm. for rich people to Mm -hmm. enter the Mm -hmm. kingdom because he Mm -hmm. saw his heart yeah yeah he, he thought he had kept all the commandments he'd broken the very first one he'd made money as God so that that should be a real warning mm-hmm. to us because we're, we're all of us Absol- rich. Absolutely. You know, we're all of us mm-hmm. rich. I mean after you come back from Cuba I realize yeah, oh, yeah. we're rich Americans yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we think we're poor because we don't have a third car <laughs> yeah. or you know something like <laughs> right. that but sure. uh, so we're the rich people who need to hear that word mm-hmm. and, and and what's what you're saying Steve, realize that our our, uh, our poverty, we have to recognize mm-hmm. our poverty—that we really are poor—and mm-hmm. with joy, I suppose, mm-hmm. take I our place with it. the poor.
0: I think you touched on it earlier, and, and I'm as guilty as anyone of this. But I think we all overproduce Christmas. We all overexpect on the just the warmness and the celebration of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the answer is in the simplicity. You know, even in our services, you know, we you know, as wonderful as they are. They kind of create a lot of tension, and a lot of expectations mm-hmm. for performance, rather than getting down to just the the simplicity of mm-hmm. what this is all about. And I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a late comer when it comes to Christmas. Mm-hmm. It usually takes me up until about you know a mm-hmm. day or so before Christmas before it really settles in.
1: Well, here's where you see it when you go to the Messiah con- concerts, and mm-hmm. there's all the orchestra and all the players, and it's huge, and there's that can be glorious. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not Amen. get that wrong. That's can, that can be glorious. But then at the end, we always close our our concerts with a cappella. You know four or five carols mm-hmm. and that's when everybody starts mm-hmm. you know I think to sense yeah. oh this is all real we get it
5: and one of you know the the dangers that I have sensed uh, for myself is wherever there is a lack of joy I I would try to replace it with a counterfeit of entertainment mm-hmm. and maybe where there is a lack of poverty of spirit and a heart that really embraces Jesus Hmm. Um, we try to compensate by getting a warm fuzzy with all of the trappings of Christmas you know Hmm. it's it's a it's a fake cheap replacement
1: easy it's the easy way out isn't it? I mean I can manufacture that
4: yeah
5: Hmm. but it but it doesn't last and it's not the real deal and it's not deep
1: yeah well well, let's pray let's pray for ourselves and pray for our listeners that that we could find him Mm -hmm. Let's do that, and then we'll ask Steve to sing another
0: song before we leave today as well. A simple Christmas Mm -hmm. song, Old Little Town.
5: You want to price Steve? Sure. Oh, Lord Jesus, um, I've read all about you. I know about your coming. I've studied the passages. um, But I also, Lord, am so needy and fear that I would miss a deeper significance this season of why you came and not just what it means to me, but uh, what I, how my response is to be to you. And so, please, Lord, for myself and for my brothers here, and then for uh, those who are listening, uh, save us from the noise, the facades, uh, the busyness, and Lord, grant us by Your Spirit um, a fresh realization of how poor we are, how blind and and naked and pitiful and how desperate we need jesus mm. and then jesus come and rebuild and renew your work and your kingdom within our hearts for your glory i pray
1: and father we come to you with thanksgiving that mm-hmm. you you met us yeah. um whether we recognized our poverty or not you know you were so rich and you let go you you left paradise and you you came into a a barn a trough with rags and um, and helped us to realize that that's really all all we are um, our righteousness mm-hmm. is, is rags mm-hmm. we're, we're filthy we're mm-hmm. poor um, so thank you for coming all the way to meet us mm-hmm. and uh, so give us eyes mm-hmm. to recognize our poverty and 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 yours and and give us eyes as well to, to recognize the poverty that's around us mm-hmm. that there that there are people in our towns with mm-hmm. dirt floors, and maybe we need to go to them uh, to find you mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. this this Christmas. So, uh, be with our poverty and open our eyes and uh, and give us um, give us more of yourself in
0: mm-hmm. Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. And let's worship the
0: Christ of the incarnation as Steve sings for Steve. Thanks for being here today.
5: My privilege. Thanks.
6: little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the lie. above
0: up this week's session in the studio with Michael Card. In the coming weeks, we'll hear more conversation and music that will help direct our thoughts and lead us to worship Christ this holiday season. If God has used today's edition in your life, please let us know. You can send your comments to studio at michaelcard.com. Your encouragement means a great deal to Michael and all of us on the staff. As always, feel free to let us know how we can pray for you. Send your questions and song requests and prayer needs to inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on with this broadcast and much more. We're found at www.michaelcard.com. Learn more about WorldServe's Lights of Christmas project through our page of web links. Now, if you missed any part of today's broadcast, we hope you'll take full advantage of our radio archive. And also now you can access the program through our podcast. You can find it by typing Michael Card when you search the iTunes podcast directory. Also, a complete listing of Michael's music and books can be found, including his latest work on the topic of lament called A Sacred Sorrow. Look for this and much more online at michaelcard.com. That's www.michaelcard.com. And if you'd like to send email, our address is in the studio at michaelcard.com. The scripture texts used on today's broadcast were from the New Living Translation. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepard. Be sure to join us throughout the holiday season and beyond here in the studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is a production of Community Broadcasting
4: and the Moody Broadcasting Network.